Good day, everyone. You're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138 Simpsons podcast. That's right. It's the Simpsons podcast where a couple of annoyed grunt boys discuss the latter seasons of the Simpsons, latter being seasons 11 and beyond. Why 11 and beyond? Well, we feel that seasons 1 through 10 have been talked about ad nauseum. So we're going to find out if uh, there's actually some good episodes from the later years that you haven't watched. We're here to watch them for you, and hopefully you watch them too. I am, of course, half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig, and with me as always is... Your other half annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Craig, how's it going? It's going great, Steve. Steve, 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 how have you been doing? I have been doing... Ah, fine. Um, what's going on in the life of Steve? Well, since we last oh. chatted, mm-hmm. well, Simpsons breaking news, how about that? Yes, I like it. We talked about the Disney app had... Uh, just dropped and we were a little concerned because the aspect ratio is off mm-hmm. but you know what because of our voice just just ours i think it was just us yeah we demanded that the aspect ratio goes back to from seasons one through 19 goes back to the original four three and disney heard us and coming in 2020 they will bring that aspect ratio back that's right we the david uh, brought down that Disney Goliath and made them do it. Just you and me, kind of like we did with that Sonic campaign. Right. No one heard us. We were thinking it, and then it just happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how powerful we are. We are so powerful. In fact, I'm so powerful now. Um, yep, yeah, that just happened. Whoa. Yeah. Turn on the news. Whatever that person's saying, we did that. Anyways, uh, Steve, how about personally? How have you been? Um, I've been good. I got a belated uh, birthday present. From your friend welcome. of the show, Michael. And it was a collection of PB Playhouse action figures. Wow. And they're really cool. Is there, is there, yeah, you know it's coming. Kung Fu, Jerk Off Theater action grip on PB's hand? <laughs> no, Craig, there isn't. And also, he was in a porno theater. That's what you do in a porno theater. Steve, I've never been to a porno theater, so. Neither have I, because I have the internet. <laughs> At that time, yes. But I got Pee Wee proper, Captain Carl, which feels good to have a Phil Hartman action figure, uh, Cherry and Conky. So, that was pretty cool. So you got a Phil Hartman action figure. Do you have a Lionel Hutz figure They can interact with each other yeah i need to find one also uh bill from news radio action figure i need to make <laughs> and have i really don't feel like the news radio action figure line would sell that well i would buy it <laughs> i'd buy them all even the andy dick even the joe rogan well the joe the joe rogan figure exists it comes with podcasting instructions and how to be and some men rights activists <laughs> and some uh conspiracy theorists information <laughs> uh those are cool what about you craig anything new and exciting in your life well apparently right now if you can't hear in the podcast i'm being yelled at by a cat <laughs> and i can't find said cat oh probably outside that door outside of the uh, recording studio here in the craig cave mm-hmm. uh no nothing much to report here i've been enjoying the as i said last week the disney plus app and i made a joke about mm-hmm. the jeff goldblum show that's on the disney plus app but there's two episodes as of current, and I got to say, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, Is it? It's a travel channel show, and there's something about Jeff Goldblum, like just his, his demeanor <clears throat> and his cadence and his curiosity that makes... He, he's not human. He's an alien, right? Probably. Well, I mean, 
He's played an alien. And a fly. That's true. But I don't think he himself no, is an alien. No, watch the show. Okay. He's an alien. <laughs> uh, so there's, right. there's Craig's picks. Uh, Disney Plus, watch watch The Mandalorian and watch Jeff Goldblum destroys the universe. So that's what I ran up to. I, I don't think that Don Knotts existed. Steve, it's been a while since uh, we've heard some of your wacky work adventures. Anything crazy happened lately? Oh, actually, this is kind of big. Much uh, like Tom Hanks. Netflix. Yes. Uh, there is a Netflix show called Trinkets. It's a show about women who find friendship through a shoplifting anonymous workshop. And Monday filmed in my store for season two. Wait, so does that mean that your store is prone to shoplifting? Absolutely. <laughs> We're in downtown Portland. Uh, we have hired security guards now because of it. Such a prevalent problem. What? This show's about... I, I've never heard of this show, so it's about... What? It's on Netflix. Um, it's kind of like... I, I, I haven't seen it myself, but it's a show about these shoplifting girls. Like they're, I think they're teenage, maybe 20s. Oh, okay. And, yeah, they find friendship through shoplifting. That sounds horrible. Yeah, but now I need to watch the second season so I can see my store. Maybe you'll be in it, right? No, because they filmed in the morning and I didn't want to come in on my day off. Ah, it sucks. I mean, it would make scale, but... <laughs> Uh, Might get some more listeners on the show. We don't need to, any more people to have to deal with this. This is the worst thing ever. All right. Well, should we talk about the episode that we're going to talk about? So this episode originally aired April 1st, April Fool's in <laughs> 2001. Steve, are you a fan of April Fool's? Not really. I'm an adult. Did you, did, and... did you even play pranks when you were? I never, I don't think I've ever done April Fool's. No. I mean, everybody expects it because it's yeah. the day. It's fuck April Fools. It's the worst fake holiday ever. Next to Super Columbus Day. Well, even now, like I think April Fools Day has more of a it, a power over Columbus Day. <laughs> it's true. Like the government, American government, that at least like, dude, stop it! Like, mail deliver on that date. Let's not celebrate anymore. I mean, we now celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day with, over that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I still have to work. It's true. Call it like. We sorry we fucked up day in America. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Steve, everyone in America on April Fool's Day, or at least the weekend of, went to the theaters. And you know what they oh. saw? What'd they see, Craig? Steve, the number one movie was, well, your favorite movie. Oh. Spy Kids. Oh, Spy Kids. Yeah, it's Spike Kids. <laughs> Kids with spikes. No. That's cool. Uh, I never saw the movie. Don't plan on nope. it. Robert Rodriguez. Uh, Great. I hear it's visually stunning. And, you know, Spy Kids. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how about some music, Steve? Well, all the cool teens and sexy 20-somethings were listening to Angel by Shaggy featuring Ray Vaughn. Girl, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. Closer than my peeps you are to me. So a fun fact about Shaggy, hey, uh, recently, recently uh, there was, this is completely real, uh, somebody impersonating Shaggy online, <laughs> to which he had to say, it wasn't me. Are you serious? 
Do you think I am absolutely? Do you think that person online just did that for that joke? I mean, speaking of April Fool's jokes, that one's pretty good. Steve, was that you? It wasn't me. <laughs> that song actually brings me back to like I heard that on the radio all the time when I my mm-hmm. when my first job was delivering pizzas. And the pizza store we put on like the pop, or the, the pop station was always on, and that song was always on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it stuck in my head it, forever. It's a catchy song. It's like uh, forever, dog. This is a high game podcast. Earwolf. I'm not the hell circuit. Well, Craig's broken, but let's talk about what we're watching today. We're going to be watching Simpsons Safari. In a frantic search for food, Homer finds a box of 30-year-old animal crackers, which contain a gold giraffe, which means he's just won an African safari. Well, it's our second week of Schwarzwelder. For real this time. And as much as I love Kill the Alligator Run, <clears throat> will I love this even more? Will Steve love this even mm. more? Oh. Then we'll find out after these words. And we're back. Today we're talking about Simpsons Safari, the 17th episode of the 12th season. It originally aired on April 1st, 2001. It is number 265 in the show's run. Your nerd code is CABF13. It was written by John Sportsholder. Heard of him? Directed by Mark Kirkland. Uh, if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, it was a, another Schwartzwilder episode called Kill the Alligator and Run from Season 11, Episode 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided in this last week to follow up with John's next episode, and it's this episode, Simpson Safari. So uh, it's kind of a Schwartzwilder back-to-back. Yeah, this one aired about a year after their previous one, give or take. And yeah, right. let's see how he has grown or shrunk. He grew? Yeah, shrunk. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the right word. Um, so our couchboard gag, our chalkboard gag is I will not flush evidence, and our sofa gag is the classic circus uh, dance line gag. We saw that originally. This is the first time we've seen it in our run of, of reviewing episodes, but it goes all the way back, Steve. How far do you think this goes? Um. Oh boy. If I had to guess, I'd say maybe season four. What episode, Steve? Um, just just a random shot in the dark. Maybe episode nine? Like Lisa's first word or something? Uh, according to Wiki, it's the 10th episode of season four. But then if I go back, it says nine. It's actually the 69th episode in the entire run. Nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the first use of the classic circus opening lisa's first word do you know what the last episode no it aired okay it was all the way to season 23 the 14th episode which was the 500th episode okay and they haven't used it since because we're already at like 669 episodes oh you know what it was i bet it was a montage of 500 count uh, oh was yeah you're probably right so that was probably the it was just included in all of them so probably the last appearance was Bart Wants What It Wants, which is the 11th episode from season 13. Didn't we already watch that episode? I think yeah, we, we did. Yeah. So never mind. We've already seen this couch <laughs> gag sequence. But it's a classic right. one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess we didn't bring it up in the that episode. Yeah. That was the one where Bart has a crush on Rainio Wolfcaster's daughter, Greta, played by Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the first five or ten episodes of this podcast. Yeah, you're right. Goes back way back to like March. 
Remember April. March? Beware the Ides of March, Steve. Fifteen's a scary number, evidently. Um, our episode begins with Homer, Bart, and Lisa shopping at Cosmo Foods. Olive oil, asparagus. If your mother wasn't so fancy, we could shop at the gas station like normal people. I need this candy for school. Candy class. Well, okay, but get five bags in case we eat four on the way home. My teacher said I need cupcakes. Cupcakes to learn. In the cart. Ugh, I'm out of wine. Cart. <laughs> we need these because we have to... My doctor says and my garage mechanic agrees that... In the cart. Woohoo! You know, I always felt sorry for Marge having to do the shopping, but this is kind of fun. Oh, what a great opening, I think. The, going through the grocery store, Bart needing stuff, Lisa needing stuff for school. I also like Homer justifying buying beer to oh, his yeah. children. <laughs> this is an, a, a solid opening. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So as Homer and his two eldest children experience the joys of grocery shopping, we discover that Maggie is in the emergency room after consuming a magazine. Not any magazine, Steve. A Time magazine. Very true. <laughs> hmm, I never heard of a baby swallowing a magazine before. And I'm a doctor. I don't know if it matters, but it was a Time magazine. Does that matter? Uh-oh. This could be dangerous. What? What? Syrian hardliners are gaining influence. I actually loved her telling the doctor that, I don't know if it matters, but it's the Time magazine. Does that matter? It's a very certain type of customer thing where they like try and offer information that gives you no help whatsoever. Yeah. And like you said, it uh, even Maggie's worried reaction to. Uh-huh. She's like, uh. I do like this scene with, with Marge. It's very on Marge. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at the grocery superstore, Homer is inspiring other townspeople about the supposed failings of bag boys, resulting in a reactionary revolt. Change my mind. Stack it in the order. I'll eat it driving home. Sir, please. I've already bagged it by color and an order of each item's discovery by man. The customer's always right. That's what everybody likes about us. Now, mush. You tell him, Jumbo. And you, start over. I want everything in one bag. Yes, ma'am. But I don't want the bag to be heavy. Well, I don't think that's possible. What are you, the possible police? Just do it. Hey, hey, watch what you're doing there, sack monkey. You're bruising my Duralog. Hurry up! I can't stand here jabbing you all day. Please, ow, stop. Bag boys have feelings too, you know. No, you don't. Uh, excuse me, is there a problem here? No, I can handle it. I'll get you, Squealer. Ow, oh, that's it. On behalf of Sack Stuffers Local 199, I'm calling a strike. Strike! 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 Oh, the bag boys are on strike! I'm shaking! Mr. Simpson, please, will you go home? If I can have this rubber stick. So this is kind of like the epitome here of jerk-ass Homer. Yeah. He's a real dick to those bag boys. 
I know. And we talk a lot about grocery shopping here on the podcast. So we do a lot of self-service, but I've got nothing but respect for bag people. Like they're just doing their job. I've never been like mad at them. I do like Agnes, the line with her telling him to finally one bag, but make it light. (laughs) As somebody who works, uh, you know, in a store and sometimes has to bag things. Yeah. People are (laughs) like that. Or they'll tell you to, uh, not put the hot food sideways like you didn't know to not put soup horizontally like yeah i know use your main finger (laughs) oh after that clip we just played steve it turns out that the baggers have support from the brotherhood fruit packers and unpackers the shelf dusters and the unattractive waitresses of america i like that thanks flo a fun callback to last week right as lenny heads towards his uh, car groceries in hand preparing for his casual get-together the baggers poke him with a stick and threaten to poke his hat as well kind of enjoyed uh, carl coming in <laughs> dressed in his fancy attire because mm-hmm. he thought it was a fancy party man i i want to see like if the episode went over to that party i'd be happy like <laughs> yeah just lenny and carl and like lenny's all excited to make food because he can almost taste that get-together but it, it doesn't happen it doesn't happen the show rarely derails from the simpsons to lenny and carl i mean sometimes it's yeah i think so i'm just always wondering what are lenny and carl doing right hmm. so the simpsons head on home and as the food supply is cut off including pies mm. we see the simpsons family looking deep into their shelves refrigerators and beyond the sulfur jerky and cream of toast for some sustenance cream of toast what would that taste like steve um probably not bad like just like bread crumbles, maybe? Yeah, maybe like a soupy bread thing, which... Yeah, so it's 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 like you, you take bread crumbs and then... Maybe, put, like you know, soak them in, in like, it. yeah, milk or like a chicken broth or something. Doesn't sound awful. So really, it's just you take stuffing or dressing and then croutons or whatever and just eat it like mm-hmm. that as, a, as like an oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for yeah. that. Also, they can go out so to they, dinner. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like it, it would affect the, the restaurants. They don't go grocery shopping. They got their ingredients delivered. Yeah, exactly. So they could go out to like Krusty Burger or Phineas Q Herbs or whatever or like Luigi's. Yeah, exactly. I guess uh, they didn't think of that, Steve. Yeah. So they then noticed that the Santos helper sniffing around and eventually leading them to the attic where Homer has stored his school time lunchbox. My old lunchbox! Oh, that Amos Burke made his own rules. <laughs> Very old animal crackers. <laughs> Homer, no! Those were made in the 60s. Mm, turbulent. Ow! What the hell? Whoa, a solid gold animal cracker. Find the golden giraffe, and we'll send you and your family to Africa. Africa? They're bound to have food there. I really enjoyed uh, Santos' helper, like, quote-unquote acting. Just like him, <laughs> like, looking shifty-eyed and trying to avoid it. At first, when they said they couldn't find food and they looked at the dog, I almost thought Ooh. they were going with, like, let's eat the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would have been funny if uh, Lisa's the one who suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they wouldn't do that. No, not again. Plus, he doesn't have, like, much meat on him anyway. Yeah, I'd go for the cat. I mean, cat's smaller, but it probably has, like, more (laughs) fat on it. I could never eat pussy. You and uh, DJ Khaled. So when they're in the attic, he had a lunchbox that said Dr. Burke's Law. Uh, Not too familiar with that TV show, Steve. Uh, Me neither. I did a quick cursory look. It's an American detective series that aired on ABC 
from 1963 to 1966. It starred Gene Barry as millionaire captain of the Los Angeles Police Homicide Division, playing <laughs> Amos Burke, who was chauffeured around to solve crimes in his 1962 Rolls Royce Silver Cloud II. So he was like Batman, but without the <laughs> <and> cow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and it aired from 63 to 66? Yeah. Okay, so then Batman 66 came out the following year. So there was like, now here's another millionaire, but now he's wearing the cape and cap. Wow, there's an article, 10 things you never knew about Brooks Law. I can assure you there's more than 10. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't been like rebooted yet with, you know, let's, let's reboot it now with, I don't know, let's go with like Queen Latifah Ooh. is now Burke. Yeah. And like, like Kevin Hart is sort of like chauffeur. No, no, he he's too big to be in a, on a TV. That's show. true. And if it's if she has a chauffeur, it's got to be like a white male. Who's that actor who looks like Lauren Lapkus? DJ Qualls. Um, I was gonna go with someone with a little bit older okay. TV experience. I would go with Ted Danson. Oh, so pretty much playing his character from The Good Place, uh-huh. same outfits and everything. He can just he doesn't go from set to set. Character. He yeah. doesn't need to change. Right. I like it. And to atone for his. Uh, blackface from the 90s <laughs> wait better yet make it Whoopi goldberg because oh. you know they were dating that's true time. yeah all right let's get back to the episode Alrighty. uh so homer meets with the kitchen maid ink company to discuss the details of his newly won vacation including shooting a lion in the in the face fighting muhammad ali and riding in a convertible with two happy zebras uh, i enjoyed that that visual game mm-hmm. It's, uh, I mean, I remember getting the animal crackers back, you know, as a kid in the box with the little string that, were you supposed to carry your animal crackers with that string that would never (laughs) stay? Yeah. It would always break. Mm -hmm. Of course, those images were never on the box, but (laughs) I I think Donald Trump Jr. must have saw the shooting lion in the face and got inspired. (laughs) I was wondering when were you going to bring that up? It was going to be, it was going to happen. Oh yeah, without a doubt. (laughs) If it wasn't you, it was going to be me. So, makes sense. (laughs) So yeah, we meet the you know, all the executives. And is this before Lindsay Nagel or cause the, the, she seemed kind of like the, the female kind of seemed like a Lindsay Nagel. Right. Same voice. But like, she looked a little different. Almost like Lindsay's mom. Yeah. Her name is uh Kathy. Kathy Nagel. Yeah. Okay. Or Karen. Yeah. I, Karen. People hate that name yeah. on the internet. It's like, should be a Karen. Yeah. It's like, okay. Boomer and Karen are two things right. that they don't like about older people. They got some bad news for Homer. Mm-hmm. Sir, that contest ended 30 years ago. We don't even make animal crackers anymore. We make household poisons and Christmas lights. Your box made promises of a vacational nature, and I expect you to live up to them. We won't, though. Just then, the elastic string on the box breaks, poking Homer in the eye. Worried that he'll be litigious, the legal team allow Homer his African trip. Steve, Hmm? for better or worse, the Simpsons are going to Africa. What is it, Nagongo? Evil is coming. What shall we do, Nagongo? You are Nagongo now! And as the family arrives, Issa remarks that Africa looks like a jewel, while Marge enjoys the musical garment bags of the in-flight catalog, Unnecessaries. Steve, Africa's a large continent. Indeed. Couldn't they have just, you know, not say the Simpsons are going to Africa and just, like, choose one country that would make sense yeah i mean the simpsons are going to brazil not the simpsons are going to south america exactly because yeah. it feels like they went to i don't know kenya maybe mm-hmm. but i mean africa is so large that you know there's different cultures and things it just seems like yeah it sounds like i'm reviewing it but it seems like they just 
took like three things you knew about Africa. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, there's like large cities in Africa. There's whole cultures. It's a diverse. And... I mean, look at South America. Or South, yeah. South Africa, for instance. And then Northern Africa is totally different, too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's weird how they kind of like just broadly generalized, but we'll probably get more about that later on in the in our episode. Yeah, I was gonna say if we were from a different country and had to have our characters go to America, what would you like? The three things would be like, uh, oh, we're fat, <laughs> uh, we got guns, we got guns, and uh, Statue of Liberty, yeah, right next to McDonald's, and that's America. So they land in Pepsi Presents New Zanzibar, formerly known as New Zanzibar, formerly known as Tanzania. So yeah. Uh, so there we are. But also... We're in Tanzania. Tanzania and Zanzibar are two different countries. Yeah. And they're kind of all over the place. Uh, so they arrive meeting Katenye and explore the land and notice the billboard of Muntu. Who's Muntu? He is our leader. He seized power in a bloodless coup. All smotherings. Just like Jimmy Carter. The Simpsons family, after having some of their luggage eaten by an awfully large spider, settle into their treehouse abode, equipped with mosquito nets inside out, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. In the morning, the family is all set to see the wildlife on the African countryside. Mm, yes. Um, after an homage to Lion King, which is owned by Disney, who also owned The Simpsons, but do not own the 138th Simpsons podcast yet. Uh, we cannot be bought out, Steve. Eh, we could probably be bought out. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. It wouldn't take much, Disney. Not at all. Just like, you know, 500 bucks and like a (laughs) t-shirt. One of the Mickey Mouse watches with the hands that move. Ooh, yeah. And some ears. Ooh, yeah. Uh, We see a rhino hatching from an egg and a giraffe growing from the ground. Oh, now come on. That was kind of a cute little line from Lisa. Mm -hmm. Like, wait a minute, right? It was don't hatch your eggs. (laughs) Yeah, you saw it, Lisa. Uh, We then get a really nice visual gag of Marge encountering a cheetah followed by Homer offensively creating his own lyrics to local political pop music. And then they witness some poachers. That's terrible! Now, honey, poachers are nature's way of keeping the balance. Whenever there are so many species that people get confused and angry, a poacher is born. But, uh, Craig, you had some thoughts about this uh, cheetah, right? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of weird. I understand that the idea of a cheetah is super quick, of course, mm-hmm. or the fastest land animal, mammal. I don't. I just thought it was weird at the end. Marge just goes ah, screams, and then so does the cheetah, and just runs away. I just assume that they felt that the cheetah was a big kitty cat, and the kitty cats are skittish, so they heard a scream and then they ran away. Okay. When they're driving through the countryside after the cheetah scream, the car's driving. You see like the zebras and then the lions licking themselves in the background you see pride rock from the lion king so there you did a lion king but oh yeah drawing and it looks like pride rock you're totally right i now, just see this, i just saw that now is this a disney plus <laughs> exclusive are they just jamming but, yeah. weird simpsons things to the or <laughs> disney things in the background i think they are mm. i think they are Mickey Mouse here, I see. Nope, just a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, so after seeing the uh, poachers, the family then discover the oldest human skeleton. And then in the arguably the most culturally insensitive portion of the episode, uh, there's jokes about drinking cow's blood, neck extensions, and lip discs. This is kind of rough. Should we discuss that? Yeah, probably should. Like we mentioned before, just looking in a uh, kid's book from the 19... 19- 20s about <laughs> africa yeah and this is what savages do that's what it would say right i was a weird but like 
so whose blood is this? And it's like that cow's blood, which I think is weird because, you know, they eat cow. Right. How is that different from... And if they've already right? accepted that they're drinking blood, why is cow's blood that weird? And why did they start laughing? And Okay. Yeah. So the ones that really got me was the Lisa and Bart with the discs and then the rings. Mm-hmm. And then the dancing, too. Like, the I think it was the animation, but, like, Homer's dancing, just everything looked... It just like just paint them in blackface. Yeah, I know. With. It just <laughs> right. is like it toes that line of like not trying to be offensive. Like you know, if you take like the '40s like Warner Brothers cartoons that are clearly supposed to be racist, it's like <laughs> yeah. not that bad, but it's almost worse in a way because they're not like intentional. So it's like just being so culturally blind to it that they're just like, ah, this is fine, but not realizing I, how bad it is. I mean, if this episode is on the Disney plus, then how come song of the South isn't Steve? <laughs> Give it a couple months. By the way, I was looking through your search history on Disney plus. It kept saying like song of the South, where song of the South, Stevie wants song of the South. Why would you put your name in that? I, I, I really like zippity doodah. It's a fun song. So finally, after this huge giant scene of, wonder <laughs> homer starts drumming and then for some reason there's a hippo and they'd never noticed it and homer's drumming the ass of the hippo so the beast thoroughly beats Kentenge and leads chase to the simpson family who ride in the river on a large mask so there's a couple interesting parallels from previous episodes especially this last episode that we reviewed mm-hmm because Homer's thrown in and experiences leeches both normal size and unreasonably large. And if you remember from last episode from Kill the Alligator and Run, written by Schwarzwelder, Homer falls into the into a river in Florida, and creepy crawlies are on him there, too. That's true, yeah. That's a nice little uh, parallel. And then we get another parallel from Boy Scouts in the Hood, the, you know, Bart being the scoutmaster, and they have to choose which way to steer their boat. Right. Which is virtually the same gag. It's 100% the same gag. <laughs> of the nice, sunny, rainbowy, yep. and the dark and dreary side. Did you enjoy the line of, uh, oh no, Hungry Hungry Hippo? Yeah, that was fun. I decided to bring that up, because that's one of the cute lines in this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so he experienced those leeches, and then um, now, here, let's just play that clip of Homer sent down the scary river the path full of alligators, not full of crocodiles, Which is, not alligators. Right, because last week we dealt with the, the alligator. Right. This week, crocodiles. Dun, 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 dun. So Homer has a map, again, just like Boy Scouts in the Hood. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. But this time, instead of the crusty locations, it's just outlined of Africa with a giant monkey's head. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Animal Crackers, there's no river here. Stay in the boat, Homer. I like when Homer says, according to Animal Cracker, as though it's a <laughs> resource. Um, while going upstream, they uh, meet some locals who they perceive to be violent. They just really want to show them that picture that he drew. Which is kind of a weird scene. I, I don't know if I really like no, that. No, I don't, I don't either. It, again, felt like to perpetuate that savagery. But then, like, show that they're not. Right. Yeah. It was weird. So, while they're going upstream, that happens. And then Homer contemplates the fate of the uh, grocery baggers. Uh, the family then falls down Victoria Falls, which I think is nowhere near where they were. But I don't know my geography that well. But they land in a giant human-eating plant. Is there giant flowers that big? I don't think so. I kind of do like that Homer did bring up the Baggers Union again. That's one thing that the Simpsons always kind of, you know, when they start off with the, the plot that moves into the main story, mm-hmm. to the, that they never bring up, like, you know, the first five minutes of, like, how they got to this. And so there's some fun little Homer kind of coming back and forth of complaining about the Baggers Union. Yeah, again. and you're like, oh, again, yeah. Him still being jerk-ass <laughs> Homer. So glad that Schwarzwelder kind of kept with that. Like, don't forget. 
to the baggers, and of course it pays off in the end. <laughs> so where they land in that giant, you know, human plant, and then I kind of like that too. With Humar just freaking out, like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Homer just walks out, and he's like, "It's a plant." <laughs> yeah, there's a flower. that's all it is. You get out of a plant. You're right. And the, the Victoria Falls, I, I'm not sure what the geography there, but for some reason it's next to Kilimanjaro in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Or, and there's a, there's a giant sign written in English that says Victoria Falls. <laughs> Again, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so Homer then pressures Bart to climb Mount Kilimanjaro when, when then they have a run-in with... A chimp! Hello, little fella. Hey, maybe he'll lead us to bananas. Or more mouth-watering monkeys. They could have had uh, Mr. Teeny relatives. Oh, yeah. Episode, but that could have been a fun thing. So they arrive here at Dr. Joan Bushwell's camp refugee. Marge is surprised that... The doctor is a woman. That's amazing. So some over some tea, the Simpsons compliment the scientist. It's kind of you to take us in, Dr. Bushwell. Yeah. Thanks for the grub. Props. Whatever. Ah, oh, there's a burst of flavor. Your work has really inspired me, Doctor, and I love your sensible ponytail. Well, thank you. See, Jojo, she likes it. So I noticed your home smells of feces. Yes. And not just monkey feces, either. Could we talk about something else? I like uh, Homer's line, like, it smells like feces in here, and not just <laughs> monkey feces. And she doesn't <laughs> deny she it. She's just, just like, yeah. No, she doesn't deny it. She's like, there's probably no plumbing over there. You can dig a hole. But if you're up in a tree you, and it's the middle of the night, you don't want to go all the way down there and put on some shoes. I get it. There's always corners. So we get this Joan Bushwell, who's what's supposed to be... Uh, Jane Goodall? Yeah. Notorious diamond smuggler, by the way. Spoilers. Oh. Jane Goodall, I mean. Oh, yeah. So as Homer and the fam learn of Dr. Bushwell's boring lifestyle, the compound is once again attacked by poachers. In an action sequence, the Simpsons defend the refuge by using coconuts as multiple cocktails, bees as ammo for blow darts for some weird reason, mm-hmm. which, you know, those little stingers then pop the poacher's tires. Yeah. And then ca- causing the vehicle to explode, which is a classic Simpsons things explode. So that's kind of a fun gag. Mm-hmm. And attempting to use a chimp, not an actual monkey, as a flaming catapult. <laughs> Homer. Homer does. Yeah. yeah. There's one thing in there that I didn't note, but like, there's that scene where uh, the monkey's scratching his ass on the tree. Right. And Homer's just like, oh, what a prestigious animal. I thought that was kind of cute. The thing that got me with the bees is they just willingly just like are sitting by the beehive and then <laughs> using their hands just to grab yeah. it. And the bees are like not going to sting Lisa and um, Marge. In fact, they get in position to be, like, they're all facing Stinger first. But they also kind of, like, a look on their face, you remember? Like, they almost look like, oh, no. Yeah. They look scared. Uh, Well, they're going to die. I guess that's true. Uh, Lisa then discovers that the poachers actually work for Greenpeace, and that Dr. Bushwell is using the chimpanzees to run a diamond mine. What? What? Jeez. So... As we see the apes coming out of the diamond mine wearing adorable little lamp helmets, the activist and the Simpsons family explore the fraudulent primatologists to discover diamonds galore. Ooh. Oh, look at There's more over here. Look at this. She's hidden diamonds everywhere. Even on the soles of her shoes. Yep. She's one of the ten richest chimp researchers in the world. Look at me! I'm a scientist! <laughs> Africa. How could you exploit your beloved chimps like this? I think we should look at her research before we condemn her entirely. I haven't said anything for a while. Hmm. These are just pictures of monkeys from famous movies. This is disgraceful, Doctor. 
as Lisa looks through pictures of her journal, she discovers Planet of the Apes, The Wizard of Oz, and King Kong. Dr. Butchwell admits she's gone mad from boredom and offers her jewels in not being locked up. As a Paul Simon fan, Marge says, uh, mm-hmm. she's even got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. <laughs> but yeah, so they left because they were bribed, and now they discover that their tour guy, Contiga, is now president and former ruler. Muntu is their flight attendant. Ooh. Or as Elmer would say, stewardess? Yeah. Do you say stewardess? Yeah. You might say stewardess. Um, so... Kind of a quick ending. Mm-hmm. Did you like that the Simpsons were bought out by Diamonds? <laughs> except for, of course, Lisa. Yeah, I like that Lisa was not. She wouldn't. I always feel weird when Marge accepts like something like that, too. Yeah. But, you know, there you go. Yeah. So our episode ends dedicated to the hardworking bag boys of America, whose ineptness and greed were the inspiration of that episode. Are you saying that bag boys are to blame for this episode, Steve? I guess that's what I'm saying. Hmm. I might have a different opinion about bag boys now. Oh. Uh, do you think we should take a break and come back and discuss bag boys? Maybe we should only discuss bag boys. Let's talk about bags and boys and bagpipe boys. And boys with bags. And boys in the hood. And boys don't cry. And boys on the side. And Amazon Prime's The Boys. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that superhero show right after this break. People say she's crazy. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. And we're back. Craig, let's finish up our discussion about Simpsons Safari. We can talk about like some critic reviews, some people reviews, our favorite quotes, maybe a tattoo or two, and uh, our thoughts. Well, if we must. We must. All right. Let's, uh, let's do the fun stuff first. Let's talk about favorite quotes and tattoos. All righty. We'll do our uh, tattoos first. Steve, um, I'll just go ahead and go. Okay. Because um, I know you probably have three. Maybe. I only have one. Well, potentially I had two, but I'm just going to cut to the chase and say that in the beginning of the episode, when they're in the grocery store, Lenny and Carl, uh, Lenny, or Carl, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny White, Carl Black. So Lenny going to, uh, you know, having a little party and Carl shows up wearing the fancy tuxedo. Mm-hmm. I find like, a fancy Lenny tattoo would be a great thing. I like that a lot, actually. And uh, I mean, no, a fancy Carl tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And then a casual Lenny. Maybe one on each arm. There you go. I feel like it should be together, but, you know, we're going with Fancy Carl. I like it. Also, early I, on in that episode... Can I predict yours? Sure. I think you want Maggie Simpson with a Time Magazine x-ray. God damn it, you're right. Because that was my second choice. Yeah, no, I, that's exactly my choice. Um, I like the idea of worried Maggie. All right. I'm glad I predicted it. Good job. <laughs> hey, it was. it's a good tattoo. Yeah, as is yours. Both very yeah. good choices. Fancy Carl. All right. Uh, how about quotes? I do like... Uh, the quote early on, um, when they're in the grocery store, when, like, Homer's like, Olive oil, asparagus. If your mother wasn't so fancy, we could shop at the gas station like normal people. I think that's, like, literally the first line of the show. It might be. This is funny. <laughs> Back at the grocery store, Steve, <laughs> my favorite quote. I can see where, like, we're going with this, but uh, it's when they're bagging, and Homer's giving the, giving the lip to the, the bagger, and Agnes Skinner's there. I want everything in one bag. Yes, ma'am. But I don't want the bag to be heavy. Well, I don't think that's possible. What are you, the possible police? That is uh, a really good line. I just like the possible police. I feel like I need to bring that anytime <laughs> someone says impossible or something, you know, I need to remember that. So I'm like, what are you, the possible police? Oh, I love a good Agnes line, too. Yeah, Agnes is an underappreciated character. She always has 
She always spits fire, as the kids say. What does her name mean? Something means lamb, lamb of God. <laughs> That's funny. I love making that joke. We have a mutual friend who her husband loves the band Lamb of God, and every time he wears a shirt, I said he's wearing an Agnes shirt. <laughs> That's really funny. All right. Does Lamb of God have like a logo that they always use the same font, like an ACDC or a Metallica? Probably. I feel like we just need to have a shirt that says Agnes, but with like their font. Yeah. Or maybe just a picture of Agnes's face and it just says <laughs> Lamb of God. Ooh. Okay. New segment. We need t-shirts made and yep. we want the Lamb of God logo, but with Agnes's face. I love it. I would wear that shirt. <laughs> Me too. Can we make that our tattoo? I think we should. Yeah. All right. Legit tattoo. Okay. Uh, let's get on with some reviews. I like to go to TV.com and look at fan reviews. Okay. And like the last episode, Kill the Crocodile and Run, there's a mix of very positive and very negatives. And I'll give you a... I'll give you a fun negative review, Steve. All righty. This was posted January 18th, 2011 from OSC222. The subject is a really bad, by the way, everything is, there's no punctuation. Why would there be? Capitalization. Nah. Yeah, okay. A really bad (laughs) Simpsons episode where the family win a safari trip in Africa from finding a metal giraffe in Homer's cracker from the 60s. It is just a plain, boring, painful episode that didn't impress me at all. I waited for something good to happen, but nothing did. Right, get this. The family thinks they're going to be eaten by an alligator or a crocodile. Like they are going to be eaten. They wouldn't kill a character. <laughs> they only do that on Halloween specials. Well, ye to build up tension. But it is so obvious and predicting. You can guess easily that they're not going to die. This is like the only episode I don't like as much as all the others. I think all the others are brilliant. Again, always like to state English might not have been their first language. And also there's always like a little nugget of truth in just like, you know, they're not wrong completely. I like how they bring up that we thought like they were going to kill a Simpsons character by getting eaten by a crocodile. Yeah. Steve, I think I must have wrote this. You may have, yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you have any reviews for me? I have some information. Not quite a review, but so first of all, uh, although John Spolswelder is the writer of the episode a lot of the uh, information comes from mark kirkland who directed it because he had visited africa before uh, when he was 16 years old he spent six weeks in kenya with a film crew making a documentary called a visit to the chief's son and when he first read the script he found that the episode was all over the place geographically and he was hmm. quoted as saying it'd be it's like, kind of like what you said it'd be like in the united states walking saying i walked out of the grand central station turn left, standing on the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that is interesting. So he said he experienced this when he was a youth in Africa? Or... Yeah, so he spent some time in Africa. He, as director, found had problems with the episode. So, presumably, it was worse, and this yeah. is the more culturally appropriate episode. Well, I guess we both agreed then, because, yeah, that's how I felt, too. Huh. huh. All right. Um how about a positive one? Review for me. Sure. To you. Yes, please. <laughs> for me to you, Steve. Oh, thanks. Uh, they gave it a 9.1 here. This was Jimbo underscore 001 from January 18, 2011. The Simpsons are going to Africa as a subject. And he said, I didn't stop laughing the whole way through. The first act with Homer and Bart making excuses to buy certain groceries as Homer's excuse for Duff. The doctor says, and my garage mechanic agrees. That's actually a good line. Yeah. And the bag boys go on a strike. And of course, on the plane, I'm going to need two seats for the twins. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that, but that was a fun joke. And the rest of the episode was great as well, such as Homer being fascinated during a parade of animals in the jungle. 
that the odometer had rolled over to 10,000. And everything leads the same, providing proof false, even though it is correct. Overall, <laughs> I gave this episode nine animal cracker boxes out of 10. Steve, this guy's stealing our bit from nine years ago. Wow. Well, I got one thing to say to you, buddy. Do you want to host a podcast? <laughs> Jimbo uh, 001, you're a lot better than 007. <laughs> you know what? Animal cracker boxes, I'm taking that for my review. That's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a positive review. Thanks, Jimbo. Nice. So some critic reviews. Uh, writing for Bullseye.com. That's Bullseye with a Z. Will Harris gave the episode a negative review, saying that the premise was ridiculous, and the episode reminds longtime fans that it shows days of complete comedic perfection are behind them. But... <sighs> DVD Verdict's Mac McIntyre, sounds like a fake name, was entertained <laughs> by the episode. He writes that the less realistic, more over-the-top crazy episodes, like Simfari, comprise the season's best episodes. Well, yes, can't win them all, Steve. I think we just need to come down to uh, what we thought. That's true. We kind of discussed this. We were not looking forward to this episode. And, you know, I'm a biggest fan of Sports Builder as anybody, maybe even more so, but... I did not remember this episode fondly. Uh, reviewing it again, I would say that the first act is very funny. I had a lot of laugh-out mo- laugh loud moments. I'm still skeptical of The Simpsons are going to blank place, and I felt like the use of like just cultural stereotypes and things were, if not outright offensive, at least naive and ignorant. And, you know... As is the case with many of the episodes reviewed, there's some third act problems. It feels silly and rushed. There isn't much of a plot, really. But it was funnier than I remember. So I'm going to say that there are three servings in a cracker box. (laughs) A normal serving of animal crackers is seven crackers. So 21 crackers. And I'm going to give this eight out of 21. That's a pretty bad score. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I will have to disagree with you, Steve. That's allowed. I am not going to use Animal Crackers as my review. No. Yeah, so. Um, but I agree with you about the episode. Okay. So going into, since this is our Schwartzwalder back-to-back review, last week I was not looking forward to do Kill the Alligator and Run, and when I watched it, I was going into it with negative thoughts. And as as you heard last week, we came out uh, to, to something more positive. And we actually really enjoyed that episode that is considered bad. Mm-hmm. And then we knew this one coming in, same situation, wasn't looking forward to it. But I thought I had a little positive spin because I'm like, well, if Kill the Outer Gate in a run, that turned me around. Maybe Simpson Safari would do that too but you know what it is i think there was culturally insensitive things in the kill the alligator and run but it was american right stereotypes <laughs> which i think it's okay to make fun of the south yeah right because it's like oh well we're american so we can do that but when it comes to other cultures that's not in our country or continent right yeah um and the director like kind of said that too which was kind of interesting that it was, you know, stepping out of Grand Central Station and there's the Grand Canyon. The first act in the grocery store, and we've kind of said that that's where our, our favorite quotes and our tattoos are coming from. <laughs> and, and Marge with Dr. Hibbert, like, that was legit, like, opening act, solid, solid B minus. No. Yeah, the the thought of Maggie consuming a magazine and having to go to the emergency room, <laughs> that's hilarious. How did she get that whole magazine in her mouth? I don't know. Like, I, I'm assuming that the pacifier, like, was missing, so she needed something to suck on, and the magazine was right there. Yeah. Um, all right, back to my review. But uh, <laughs> so, but then we get to Africa, and then, of course, 
like many, you know, The Simpsons, the third act, the Jane Goodall thing, like, just didn't do it for me. The whole diamond. I, I, I thought the twist with that the poachers being Greenpeace was interesting, but I feel like they should have come out before and be like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, wait, 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 we're Greenpeace. Right. Like, you know, they knew that was a tour guide. Why didn't they stop? It's a cartoon. But I laughed at the first act and then it just fell flat for me the entire way through. Like, there were some good jokes here and there, but other than that, I it, a negative experience for me from last week's episode. So this yeah. one, the Schwartzwelder episode is definitely not, not the greatest. And that being said, uh, there are 54 countries in Africa, Steve. I will give this episode 13 out of 54. Ooh, yeah. that's like a, it's like a 25%. Yeah, no, you failed. Yeah. <laughs> you have to retake this. <laughs> You're not graduating. So, and again, if this comes up on, on syndication and TV, this is a big skip for me. I'm not going to sit down and watch it. Unless it's yeah. the opening. Like, I just now started, and it's the grocery scene. I'll watch it. But as soon as Homer, as soon as they get on that airplane, I'm switching channels. Yeah. So if you just got your subscription to Disney Plus and you're sitting down like looking for an episode to watch, don't do this one. You know, I'd recommend on the app, don't watch this one. Watch the season three premiere, Stark Raving Dad on the Disney Plus. Yeah, you can totally do that. Okay. Well, that's our review. Tell us what you guys thought, of course, on social medias at 138Simpsons or email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. But I feel like this is kind of, feel, I don't know, if you're a big fan of this episode, we're sorry. Yeah. Also, maybe check yourself. Maybe you're... Yeah. You fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. That was fun talking about Simpsons Safari. But um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the calendar here. And next Thursday is America's Thanksgiving, the 29th. Oh, sorry, 28th. Right, and right. I'm looking at the Simpsons schedule, and there's an episode coming up this Sunday, November 24th, 2019, titled Thanksgiving of Horror. This is Ooh. season 31, episode 8. Uh, the Simpsons are forced to face various Thanksgiving nightmares, including the first Thanksgiving, an artificial intelligence mishap, and a dangerous space mission complicated by a sentient cranberry sauce. <laughs> you know, this month has been uh, audibles all month, apparently. We it's had true. two back-to-back Schwartzwelders, and the way this podcast is dropping in 2019, I say we do this new episode, Thanksgiving of Horror. We've done, we've done two episodes from season 31. Let's, let's do this one. It sounds like a great way to celebrate Thanksgiving 2019 in America with this episode. I think that's great. I think we give something for our fans, and I know that uh, Megan Amram is writing part of it. She's writing all the... They're doing um, funny names like they do with it's more uh, Thanksgiving and food-based. And rather than writing your own, she's writing all of them. And so I'm excited to see what she does with that. Because she... I don't know if you've... If you watch The Good Place, you see all the puns. That's entirely her. Yeah. So yeah, this is exciting. All right. So everyone, tune in Sunday, November 24th, 2019. Well, some of you might be listening this into the very far future, but uh, this is what we're doing. So Thanksgiving of Horror. I'm excited for this. Uh, a Thanksgiving trilogy or vignettes, right? As you like to say. Yeah, I, I, I do like vignettes. to say vignettes. <laughs> Makes me think of wine. And um, it's a perfect listen to this episode after Thanksgiving dinner. You know, you're going to be full. Yep. You probably watched all the footballs and all the Thanksgiving movie. There's only one Thanksgiving movie. But you can sit down, have a... Uh, yes, there is. Planes, trains, and automobiles. But have a turkey sandwich or not a turkey sandwich. Whatever Pum- you want. Pumpkin pie. Yeah, maybe some uh, mashed potato leftovers. And Steve, I'm getting hungry for Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. So I think next week, it's all Thanksgiving here on the 130th Simpsons podcast. How about that? 
Gobble, right, gobble. Steve, as you know, we'd like to hear from you. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also contact us on social medias, the big three platforms of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Not on LinkedIn. Sorry. Sorry. Not on LinkedIn or TikTok. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so at 138 Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138 Simpsons at gmail.com. For this week, I've been a okay of uh, annoyed grunt boy Craig. I've been surprisingly neutral annoyed grunt boy Steve. And remember, keep watching the skis. Smell you later. So I noticed your home smells of feces. And not just monkey feces either. <laughs>